Welcome back to the Integrateness Podcast with your hosts, Jason, me, and Jolene, her, but you can't see her because I'm pointing at her, but it's, it's audio, it's not video. Although we can see each other, can't we, Jolene? We can. One day we should do like a video youtube thingy. I was thinking that, actually, that would be helpful for us to be able to post on our um, Instagram pages too. We could give them little video snapshots, but that would mean I'd actually have to show up to these like half decent, you, you can see my hair, I've got like day off hair right <laughs> you're right so do i actually you know I, I didn't do anything to it this morning um <laughs> this week we are talking introverts and extroverts and different personality types um because the type of person you are both personality wise and whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert will quite often impact how you relate to other people your worldview how you like things to be and uh, i'm an introvert myself uh, i call myself a high functioning introvert but by high functioning it means that once i'm done interacting with everybody i need to fuck off and go somewhere quiet for sometimes quite a while in order to recharge my batteries uh improve my mood and just want to interact with people again i don't like big crowds i don't like concerts i don't really like people very much um and i've always been that way how about you, Jolene? Where would you sit at on the introvert extrovert scale? Or should we provide even a proper definition instead of my like half-assed attempt at one for the introvert? Yeah, I'm gonna let people decide where they think that I am. <laughs> so um, it's interesting because I, if I were to look at my lifespan, I started out as a very when I look at the definition of introvert, it's like a shy person kind of thing, right? Um, I was a very shy person. And uh, I remember just very distinctly, you know, a part of my story and my family story about me is like, you were like, deathly shy, don't say my name, don't look at me. I don't exist. I'm just kind of here hiding by my parent. Um, and then I came out of my shell, quote unquote, if you could see my fingers. So, you know, I became a very extroverted individual. And it's interesting, because if you if you look at my astrology chart, there's definitely pieces like my Leo rising that put me on the stage, right? And my voice is a big piece of, um, you know, my purpose here as well in different ways. So I can see why I had to evolve into this extroverted version of myself. And I think we talked about this in like our intros and stuff, like the thing that, that you struggle with the most then kind of becomes like your strength in life. So for you, dyslexia, and then becoming a writer and loving writing, things like that, me being deathly shy, but then knowing so much of my purpose is like putting myself out there and connecting with others, right? So I would definitely say the majority of my life has been spent quite extroverted. Um, if I, I'll talk a little bit about personality types later on, but I'm an EN, ENFJ if people um, want to kind of locate me there. So that's the type of personality type that I am. However, in the last few years, I mean, really since COVID shut things down and forced introversion of individuals, and of course, my own transformation journey of my divorce during that time, and my own kind of healing and just very inward journey, I became reacquainted with the introverted version of myself. So now I really crave the alone time, I see where I need it to recharge, I see where I need it to clear out where I'm extra connected. And a lot of my work is connecting with others in various different forms. So I see where it's necessary to have that very intentional introverted time. And as you start to heal a lot of different things, you know, 
um, like where you're sourcing your worth and your pleasure from and, and how much you're people pleasing and all those types of things, as you kind of build boundaries, I think you naturally pull in a little bit from being for myself, from being too extroverted, because I see that a lot of my needs in earlier versions of my life were part of that reciprocal dynamic of the give and take in the social aspect of my life. So now I'm in this beautiful balance of both of those worlds with way more awareness of it. And I also think that when we look at this, like into greatness and integrating things, it's so important to understand where you are located on this spectrum. And you can be a bit of both. Absolutely. Um, so that you can see what parts of your job expend you, like you're a pretty social guy and you got to really put yourself out there, Jason. So I'm sure when you're heavier on that aspect, you're like, I got to dial things back socially or this or that, or, you know, your week retreat you just took um, to kind of go and just take off into the woods, right? Then you can intentionally balance and kind of harmonize all of that with yourself to make sure that you're not overexpended in some areas. Sometimes we can introvert too much. And I, I noticed that with myself. I was like, okay, it's time for me to start socially interacting now. Cause there's there, I, I have things to gain from other connections with others now. And I was like, I'm ready to start introducing people to my alone time, you know? Well, I, I totally relate. Cause when I was at the newspaper, it was a public job. You interact with people all the time, not just in the newsroom, but out, you know, do, talking to your sources and interviewing people and, you know, out interacting. And you were kind of became this, we were all these public figures, so to speak. And then doing the, the employment counseling. Well, yeah, that's the same thing. You're meeting with clients, like much like yourself, as you know, as a counselor, you meet with clients, you deal with people. And then I also had to deal with businesses and to connect people. So it was very sociable that way. And even the work I do now, even though it's a lot of writing and, you know, I go into, into abandoned homes and talk to things that aren't there. You're still interacting with with the client and then doing shows like we do too. You you kind of put yourself out there and you have to market it a lot. So there's a lot of public interaction. Then I have then I'm married and I have like a wife and a kid who need my time. And then I have a close circle of friends. But it can be very, very overwhelming. And that's why I did like the week by myself. Cause I just I I can't, I can't anymore. I get to the point where I actually start to resent the presence of other people, even the people that I love the most because they're in my space and they're in my way. It almost becomes like they're in my way and I just need to dial it right back. And we live in a house, fortunately, that's two stories and it's just worked out over the course of like the 14 years we've lived here that now my wife and kids stuff is mostly upstairs. My stuff's mostly downstairs. So if I want to, I just go downstairs and it's like my bat cave, you know, <laughs> so I just got to heck out and do my stuff and can recharge on a daily basis. If we were doing a video, if you guys were seeing us right now, you would actually see a Batman poster on the wall behind him. <laughs> <laughs> but it becomes a need. But there's also the other side of it. Like, and I've talked to people like my, my doctor is very much an introvert. And she says that she the, the big thing, concern with being an introverted and you see it in the people that do live on their own for a long time. You just get a bit weird. Like, and it can cause dementia at the same time, like lack of interaction with other people, because we are social beings, can cause that dementia. So it is important, like you said, to even if you're introverted, to have a social group that you can turn to that understand the type of personality that you are. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I, I even just to kind of the word that came to mind was like atrophy. You almost like can atrophy in, in, in those areas of social connection, right? And when we look at attachments and connections and 
and the actual um, growth that comes from that, like having healthy connections and interactions with people. I mean, they started doing studies on this through COVID that um, having positive relationships with others actually increased your immune system. It increased immunity in general. It helped ease anxiety, depression, any of these kinds of things when we had safe connections with others too, right? So there's a lot of health benefits to having connections. There's a reason why, you know, the hermit in the woods is not as popular as we might desire it to be at times. You know, I think we go through these extremes, especially in our overstimulated world. And I think in general, people are just way more stimulated than they need to be and, and need to kind of pull back on that. When we look at the definition of extrovert, really it's an outgoing and overly expressive person. So you can see where both of us in our jobs and the things that we do, I mean, both people would think we're quite outgoing. Listen to us gabbing away, talking shit on here, right? Like relatively outgoing. And, um, but again, you know, it's about recognizing like what's required of me for roles. What do I innately um, interact, like what's my preference, all of these kinds of things. So, and then looking at like your partner too, like, where does your partner fit on that spectrum? Do they complement that? You know, some of the things for introverts, it's really difficult when they have a super outgoing partner who's not, um, confident kind of taking their own time or they perceive that need to withdraw. We talked about this in the last episode, they perceive that need to withdraw and kind of take time for themselves as rejection or abandonment. So it's about really being able to like locate and share with others like who you are this is me these are the things I need and to recognize that for yourself that's like the first thing because so many people have these needs but they don't honor them for themselves and therefore start to live with those resentments because they don't get those needs met and that's actually why I love when people can understand their personality type so this goes back to like the old workplace um you know and like career prep stuff the Myers-Briggs test but the one that I love the most is the 16 personalities test at 16personalities.com, just because they really outline everything in it. A, it's fun to read. It's very visually quick to answer this like online um, multiple choice kind of questionnaire. It's maybe like four or five minutes to fill out. But in the definition of the personality types, it's really fun to read. And relatively, like most people are like, that was bang on. And some of the coolest things is when you're able to like, just give that personality makeup to somebody like a lot of people use it when they're dating they're like oh i'm an you know enfj or an intp or whatever you know some of them are like the bill gates the you're definitely could be located on the like asperger's autism spectrum based on some of the collection of things there but the 16 personalities uh website will lay it out as just like an incredible gift of strengths and you know uh maybe under the weaknesses it's like social interaction or this or that but it helps somebody understand the way someone's brain and interaction and preferences work so that they can just like see that product that person for what they are instead of misinterpreting those behaviors or thinking that they're intentional like avoidance behaviors or things like that it's like oh this is just how this person is and i think that's something if there is this is going to come up in the next week's episode a lot more. If there has been a, a nice improvement in, in our world and the way people interact is that people are becoming more understanding. There was a time when that person, like a Bill Gates, I'm sure, because he's of our generation, I think, um, if not a bit more, had a hell of a time in school because he was just different. And I know I've had a hard time. The big thing in my life that I've encountered being an introvert is a lack of acceptance of being an introvert. Mm-hmm. Like with people I've dated before, like on the job, when I just sort of need to go into my office and just sit and work or someone would come in in the newspaper we were in a big bullpen so everyone's out in this big open area with their desks connected and sometimes people would come in and i wouldn't 
even say good morning. I just needed to get my thoughts together and just figure out my day. And they'd all get offended that I was being an asshole. It's like, I just needed some time, man. And Woke that, up, got a coffee, came to work, figuring that, out my day. That right there. And that's why it's so important to do those kinds of things in workplaces is because of those dynamics. Most people take other people's behaviors quite personally. They think they've done something wrong. But when we can see that person for like, okay, when you know, person A comes in, they're quiet, don't really interact until first coffee break, or this person comes in early because they're most productive in the mornings, don't bug them. Um, that's when they want to get all their work done is like front load it. This person likes to hang around until midday, best time to catch them to socialize is whatever. Um, you know, everyone's kind of got their dynamics. When we can understand that, we just take that shit way less personally. We should just take stuff way less personally in general. But again, that's a hard thing to do. And it's like about locating your triggers and those things. And all of that, like, of the um the withdrawal that like maybe the introversion brings I just I'm like oh all the anxious attachment relationships you have around you are all like coming in and like chasing you during those times they lean in because they feel you lean out and they're like well what went wrong what can I do and you're like not this <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst thing you could do right now like you know. <laughs> that's where I'm sure you've had to learn like I and and I don't know if you do this or not Jason but like at this point in your life, it sounds like you probably would, but like, this is what I need. This is what it looks like. You don't need to take any of this personally. And then this is what the outcome is going to be. Right. Oh, for sure. Like it's, it's well understood amongst the people who, who I know best and who interact with me the most that that's just the way I am. Right. And it's like, my dad was like that too. It was funny. And my mom, like my, my adoptive mom, had a lack of understanding. Dad would come home from work and he he had his workshop downstairs and he would go down there, he'd turn on the radio and he would build. And that's how he decompressed after work and hung out. But for like, my parents were married for 33 years before he died. And mom's like, for the first 10 years, I just kept going down and talking to him and wondered why he didn't wasn't so receptive. It's like, well, fucking clue in. <laughs> he needed that moment to chill out and what kind of lack of reception, you know what I mean? Like that's important to understand and respect that. It is, but he also could have spoke up and said, this is the time when I need this. And for her, had she been home all day, not really talking to many people or wanting to connect. And that was actually her need at that time was connection, right? Like, so you could look at it from her aspect and it was like, well, maybe her need is for connection during those times and her needs aren't getting met either. But like, what a beautiful learning opportunity 10 years later. <laughs> oh, it would have been. And she, but she worked all day too, right? That was the, the interesting thing. So she had her social. That was just her. She was a very needy person, right? In the end. But I don't think she knew that. It's interesting. But yeah, and he could have said something and it was an era when he probably just was polite and didn't want to. Whereas now it'd be like, fuck off. Like, you know, like, like on the first time they came down, right? But it is. And that's, I think, as we talked about in our like relationships and intimacy episodes, that's that's a big thing is a lack of communication, right? Because people don't want to offend the other person, uh, even no. though they need that time. And it's not even offending. It's so much fear of the other person leaving, right? And it's like, if we can't, like if we looked at ourselves as like products on a shelf and everything about us, like personality type preferences, boundaries, needs, all these things are like the labels on the box. Like, here's what you're getting. This is what's included in this box. Then the purchaser can fucking buy it or not, right? Like they can choose it or not. But if you're like, I'm going to say this on the outside. And then when they open it up, it's going to be something different. Then you have a bigger chance of them leaving. But we got this all messed up. We think that if we put like, the desirable things on the outside they'll want the half-assed version on the inside no like just be transparent up front and if that person um can't receive that isn't preferring that you know it doesn't jive for them then you want them to go because that's just not a good match for you but we are so 
wounded in the abandonment and rejection areas that we're really afraid to speak up in those areas. And we also don't want to hurt the other individual, but essentially it comes down to our own abandonment of like not honoring who we are, what we need so that we can be the best version of ourselves too. Otherwise, again, resentments, like go back to the beginning when we had our resentments episode, that was the one people were like, I was bobbleheading the whole time. And that, <laughs> right. Like so many people reached out and they were like, that's bang on. Like so many things sit within us that are just a simple conversation away, but we lack a lot of safety in our relationships and connections in terms of how honest we can truly be and trust that the other person can respond appropriately. That's really what it is. It, it, yeah. And that's exactly it. And I mean, for people to be, um, the happiest they need to be the truest to who they are mm -hmm. they do and, th and that's a common thing we talked about that before like you can't find intimacy with someone else until you know yourself and are intimate with yourself first um and a big part of that i think the struggle with that is coming is that fear of other people not accepting the person who who we are so we put that shield up and that's why you know at times when i know from a personal bit where i just needed to stay home by myself i would still go out and, and interact with people who really wanted me to come out because I was afraid that, oh, if I didn't go out with and hang out with them, they wouldn't invite me out the next time, blah, blah, blah. But it would ultimately turn into a disaster in the end. Or the next day for me would be even worse. I'd just feel even worse. And it would impact my job, my job the next day or if I had to go hang out with family the next day. And I think it's being the, the biggest thing is is that honesty is needed and and acceptance of people for who they are. Yeah. And when you understand that about yourself, right? Like, yeah, if I, you know, if everyone just understood that my introversion has nothing to do with how cool I think they are, how great I think their party is, I really need a to honor it for myself, but for them to honor it, you know, I was just talking to somebody about this um, uh, yesterday in a session, and uh, she had kind of referenced the term social battery. So she wasn't perceiving this other person's lack of response as rejection in any way. She was like, I know their social battery was like spent by Friday. So I really didn't expect to hear from them on the weekend. And she's the same way. She's definitely an introvert. And she's like, oh, you know, she's really got to like plan ahead for the week of like, where am I going to spend my social dollars here? You know? You, you do. Oh, yeah. And it, and it's, I know I do that big time, big time. I have certain friends that I hang out with on certain days. And then I have the, you know, generally Saturday, Sunday night to kind of do family and just do me basically. Right. Yeah. And but I, it took me like, well, what am I 50? So it took me probably 45 years of my life to really figure that out and just be like, no, don't overload because you're just going to burn out or bail. And let's be real, that has way more to do with boundaries, self-awareness, like all the learning and evolution, you know, and like really coming into a confidence within yourself, securing things in your career, having less insecurities around all those areas. It really is like the formulation of all those things, right? Like the coming, coming home to yourself for sure. Right. Yeah. And big time. Look at all like your extroverted friends, right? Like I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, putting my hands up here that was me that was me right it was like okay what can I do after work today who's doing what what are we doing there <laughs> all the ideas in the world all the energy in the world right and now I mean now that I'm a mom with three kids and stuff like it's just way more of a juggle but I really honor like my alone time now and I really um I strategically very intentionally spend it now but before I was like spending that shit like Vegas dollars <laughs> <laughs> social butterfly I hated we talked about this in the school episode I hated missing school because I just didn't want to miss the friend time right like shit gets wild there 
I, I dated a woman that was like that too. She'd almost overplan <laughs> the days. Like there's always a million impossible things to try to achieve. Like, you know, yoga at eight or run at 11, lunch at, you know, one, blah, 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 blah. And it was just trying to keep up was just exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> two hours of activities in a 24-hour day <laughs> right <laughs> it was tough but i mean those are the life learning experiences you have right and what works and what doesn't work and that yes. kind of thing as i found more stillness in my life and sat in the stillness and the comfort you know um obviously those extroverted seeking moments reduced right and it's funny because i actually as i'm saying that right now i'm like ah, oh, i used to have this fear i remember when I was little, I used to have these nightmares that I was like left alone. And so I used to always say like, my biggest fear is being alone. And it wasn't like being left by friends. Like it was like being the last fucking person in the world. Like that's it. Like, whoa, I, <laughs> so you can kind of see how maybe if I had like this core fear, maybe it was like a past life kind of fear of something. Um, but, but yeah, I might want to like maximize my social time and any other people around me, if that was like my greatest fear as a, as a young child, you know, <laughs> see in my, mine as a, as a child, but to be like the, uh, you know, like Clint Eastwood and high plains drifter, or pale rider, just the dude on the horse by himself <laughs> or Mad Max in his car. You know what I mean? Like that to me was like, sweet. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Come in, interact with people, kill all the bad guys right on. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, right. So I want people to get thinking about some of those things, you know, what, like, what kind of kid were you? So, I mean, Jason, you've stayed pretty consistent the whole time. Hey, I've shown some fluidity in terms of like, I think innately kind of who I was, the things that related to some of my introversion, being incredibly shy, I think very empathic as a child and uh, probably connected to a lot more than I was aware of at that time, which kind of kept me a little more closed off. And then really kind of coming into this, knowing that obviously I'm going to need my voice for my purpose later on. So I got to break out of this and actually dancing helped me do that. I remember my mom being like, well, if you want to be a tap dancer, like, you know, you got to take class with other people, right? You've got to be on stage. And it was like this other version of me that would just kind of like break out on stage. Like my whole life feels like a stage now sometimes. So um, I can see where that evolved and then where I've kind of um, leaned back into some moments of balance, right? But yeah, and then like you, so you have this kind of coronate being and you know what like your baseline is, but it's like there's roles and functions in my job and my purpose that like require me to be outgoing and extroverted, right? So getting people to think about that, you know, like if you're an introvert, but you're in charge of like managing a team at work or something like recognize how how many social dollars that spends for you right I always like to think about our energy our time our consumption of things as monetary value because we place so much importance on that we don't just toss 10 bucks out the window every day but we will probably toss 10 bucks to this person 10 bucks to that person if we're looking at energy expenditures right so looking at your social dollars in terms of you know where where do you spend all that and then you know um, like this morning. So I went to the kids school, Jason and I both have kids at the same school. And, you know, and I asked, can we record this a little later? I'm going to go meet the teachers and see the classrooms. And I knew he was cringing like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not his jam, right? <laughs> like, get me nope. out of there. I hate school and I hate people. And that sounds awful. <laughs> and I sent my wife instead. <laughs> I introduced myself. 
so funny. I love that. Right. But yeah. So looking at all those things, right. If you had to do that this morning, that would have used up 20 social bucks, you know, maybe even 50. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. If you stood in the book fair, that was a gnarly lineup. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. And I know, I know Jess is going back with Griffin after school to the book fair to, to to look for books. And it's like, no, you can go do that too. I'll go for my run (laughs) at that time. That's all. Okay. Exactly. So looking at those areas of your life, right? Like my kids have just started hockey again. Like, fuck, we're at the arena like four times a week and you're doing that shit. Like all those things are going to spend social bucks, right? And I think for people, no, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, we got holidays coming up and things like that, you know? Yeah, holidays. Um, (laughs) Great. (laughs) I forgot about that. Um, And I think too, for people like for those introverts out there, like you were saying, if you've got a job where it requires you to be more social, I know for myself, like being an introvert, I wasn't good at public speaking or dealing with people or anything. So I, I ended up sucking it up for lack of a better word and taking like speech courses, like giving speech courses and even like acting when I was in university, just to kind of get good at performing basic because that's what you're doing when you're an introvert but you have to go in front of people it is a performance like you are not being you you are putting on a role and i've created a public jason hewlett persona that i step into and then i can step out of that when i'm done and usually i'm exhausted by the time i'm done but i can do it and i can do it as long as i need to but it's creating a different role and that's a a advice i would give to those introverts that have suddenly are in a position of having to be public amazing yes I love that, Jason. That That's exactly what it is too. So I'm trying to like, okay, well, what can I offer them about extroversion, right? Well, honestly, one of my biggest learning moments there was like learning to be more comfortable in the still time, learning what it is. You know, like I said, a lot of my extroversion in my earlier years was fed by that social dynamic, that positive feedback from the relationships that I was likely overgiving in, in many areas when I look at my patterns, right? So then once you're able to kind of pull back from some of those patterns, sitting in the stillness, sitting in some of that quiet time, recognizing that like, you're not missing out on much. The only thing I was truly missing out on was a deeper connection with myself because I was connecting so much with others. So I was giving them more of me than I was me of me. And that's like a big life purpose lesson of mine. So if you find yourself incredibly extroverted, wanting to spend a lot of time with other people rather than yourself, ask why I'm disconnecting from myself and trying to connect with others more. I would go back to my younger self and definitely identify with a lot of those pieces for sure. My more extroverted era that I did have, which was kind of in my 30s, maybe a little bit early 40s, even late 20s, was was avoidance of dealing with issues of myself that seriously needed it. And not doing that delayed those responses and made that trauma greater and more difficult to deal with. And that's kind of a good, so I'm glad you brought that up. Like, why are you interacting more with people when you probably should be stopping? And even in the back of your mind, you know, you need to stop, but you're not. And it's usually because you're running from something. Yeah. And for me, honestly, like I think people who know me and now that I understand this level of me, like I am, I am brought into many people's lives for many reasons. I do find that I, you know, we talked about this in my, like having many friendships and acquaintances throughout the years. And now I understand why there's so many lives I touch. Like I get that through the work that I do now. I understand that part of my, my life now. And I also think I had a lot to give other people and a lot of people wanted what I could give. I, if you came to me as just like a neutral state, like you would leave with a charged battery. Cause I, like, 
I don't mean to pump my own tires here, guys, but like people who hang out with me get it. They're like, you're fucking fun. And I feel good when I'm around you. And I would expend my social battery and other people would charge off of that. And I didn't really get drained from it. I actually got recharged from that reciprocal feedback in a sense, right? Because people come in neutral, then everyone leaves charged and it feels really fucking good. But then it was like, I can... I, I can focus that on me. And then of course, then my kids needed more of that. My career needed more of that. And I just couldn't give as much externally anymore. And then you realize where some of those connections were one-sided or really like continually fed. And I was also, I think in a relationship where I was doing that consistently just to keep my life uh, above water. And that became a drain instead of a resource. Cause it wasn't, uh, it wasn't re like recharging myself every time too. Right. So a lot of that stuff started to kind of fall apart, but I do know in my younger years, that was a big piece is that a lot of people like utilize that energy and, and benefited from that as well. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause some people are, are batteries. Like, you know what I mean? They are bad. Like yourself, like there's, there's people that you meet that, yeah, you just suddenly feel charged around them. Um, there's the other people that suck the energy out of you. <laughs> people vampires that do the same thing. <laughs> I feel like I was one of those like solar charged batteries that you could come and like plug your USB into and like bump your phone up a couple bars, right? Like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still solar powered. You throw me in front of the sun and I'm good to go, right? Like, <laughs> we'll That's see. Awesome. <laughs> but like yeah no i definitely i'm for sure solar powered <laughs> so what what should be the big takeaway here we already kind of just sort of dropped that on people i think maybe we already have yeah you know i actually on our social media page um this week is i want to kind of poll like how many introverts how many extroverts how many people sway in between kind of like my story a little bit or you know how jason you know his role requires him to play a role like you know your career requires you to do some of these things so i yeah super interested to hear people's stories there and then how you cope what you do right like um, what are the things that feed some of that? Like if your job, if you're a pretty extroverted person and you're like crunching numbers as a single person in the, like this, uh, this business where you're like the admin person in the back of a trailer or something like that's going to destroy your soul. If you're not bumping your social battery up somewhere else. Right. So like, what do you do? Like, I know some people who have like that boring mundane job, but they're super extroverted and artistic and they just work with like words and numbers all day. So they do like theater stuff or they do like fun artistic things uh in their spare time and that helps to kind of harmonize and balance that need right absolutely tell yeah. us what you do tell us who you are and how you function on a day-to-day -day basis we'd love yeah. to hear about that yeah we like that and then what kind of insights this gave you about understanding who you are as a person and not hating on yourself for some of these things right like all the introverts, you know, I always hear like, yeah, but I fucking hate people. And like, it's okay. They make t-shirts for people like you. <laughs> and they're great shirts. <laughs> we can't have... all be Tony Stark. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. One of my good friends is totally like that. She's just like, yeah, but I hate people. I like cats, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode of Into Greatness. Uh, Jolene and I will be back next week with a whole new discussion. This time we're talking about the world and how to fit into it or not. You might see how this conversation leads nicely into that conversation. Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. We'll talk again next week.